0: Hello and welcome to the Football Collective podcast, a football research podcast for debate, discussion, highlighting members of the collective, their research and all things football within the world of academia. Good evening, this is your host Sarthak Munder and I am joined by Indian football historian and commentator Mr. Novi Kapadia. Many of you might know him but some of my colleagues in the Europe don't know who you are sir so if you can please introduce yourself that will be very good
1: uh, well I have written this book uh, which is the only book on the legacy of Indian football called "Barefoot to Boots Many Lives of Indian Football which traces Indian football from 1888 to 2017 which was published by India and released by President of FIFA uh, you know, uh, on the eve of the, the World Cup final, uh, the sub-junior, under-17 World Cup final in Kolkata. Yes. So, these you know, the great clubs, the history, the players, the whole background, you know, how it's I-League, ISL, uh, all this and I've been a commentator since 1980 in Indian football and the World Cup and he was as really a writer and a uh, journalist. Uh, so I covered Indian football intensively, before that I was a player and a part-time small coach also. So I've been involved with Indian football for over 50
0: years. So sir, you have been involved with Indian football for over 50 years and probably you have seen the rise, the fall and probably again a very small rise through ISL and League over the last 5 or 6 years. So, like why do you think that Indian football... Fell off the cliff after the 1980s.
1: There are several reasons uh, it actually started declining in the mid 70s uh, when we, you know, we were sending our best team for international tournaments. Okay. Uh, the best players then in India were in Calcutta. They Mondragon monopolizing all the sporting. Calcutta at that time, also before the mid-70s, also witnessed the violent, extreme left uprising, the naturalized movement. And there was lots of disenchanted youth who were committed to the extreme left movement, the naturalized C P I M L movement. But they were also passionate fans of East Bengal who was then India's most successful club in that period of 70 to 75. Uh, so the Chinese of Bengal, then he, uh, the Congress government with Bharto Shankar Ray, came up with this device that to get this youth distracted, uh, these best players shouldn't leave Calcutta. They should play league matches and tournaments in Calcutta. So the Mardika tournament, which used to be an annual tournament for India, are top players stopped going, the results declined, invitations to India declined. So India became myopic in that period, in Shula. We stopped taking part in inter- international world, but the younger generation don't understand India didn't take part in World Cup qualifiers
0: and all.
1: We yeah, I guess
0: in We first got a chance to play in the World Cup in 1950s and then we didn't were invited for the qualifiers until 36 years later in 1986. That's right.
1: Which the qualifiers were in 1985. Yes. So our international exposure was limited to Asian Games pre-Olympics, uh, which was then a full tournament the other country tournaments. And uh, uh, that Asian Cup uh, qualifiers so with not get international exposure. And uh, this problem persisted the club versus country problem was also there, the clubs were paying better, whatever the standards were then, and looked after the players better. Uh, so players were not very keen also, you know, they didn't want to get India, You see the Bengal players, uh, whilst playing for India, because it is now for the when we played for the national team. But there was very little recognition as well as money was spectral extent. So a combination of factors uh, led to the gradual decline. And also traditional centers like Hyderabad started declining or so, you know, finished by the nineteen
0: eighties. Uh
1: the Hawkins hadn't come up, Boa were also just coming up. Uh, Karnataka also declined, the Chennai there was decline, Bombay. So the traditional centers were drying up and uh, there wasn't in a large talent pool. And that led to a uh, dipping standards, Kansana football in particular after that uh, unfortunate violent incident season gardens in, in nineteen eighty where in a Membran is the clash. Where, you know, about 60 people yes. lost their lives amongst the spectators. Uh, that led to a little bit of, maybe uh, a uh, little bit of revolution amongst middle class, uh, Bengali families in Calcutta that football is now being taken over by who again? So, there was a decline in interest. Fashionate fans were still there. But the way it was part of the ethos of the life in Calcutta, that declined in the 80s. And they weren't enough skillful players. So all these combination of factors. And final nail in the coffin was, there were two nails in the coffin. One was the Nehru Cup in 1983-84, which at that time was a top class Nehru Cup because of India's uh, the political facts with the East African countries are trade agreements and the Indo-Soviet treaty agreements, which you have to make with uh, each the political formulation. So this was sent a near full team. Yes. And, uh, even Argentina came in 84, you saw Buru, Chihara, Pu, Pidot, you saw top class, Jose you know, Luiz Brown, top class there and the East European, the Poland at Smolora, Hungary, and Lazloki. So suddenly it was an eye-opener to the fans, especially in Calcutta, that Indian football is miles behind. Yes. And the final nail in
0: the
1: coffin was 1986 World Cup was telecast live. And we realized that many of our players are paper tiger. International football has gone so far ahead In 1986, color TV had spread all over the country. So we saw the World Cup on color TV. And that was the World Cup of Maradona, which was an outstanding World Cup. And that's why Argentina is so popular. Amongst generation of fans in India. So all that... You see, earlier generation, my generation, when we grew up, we only saw Indian football. We never saw anything international. Of course, football was much better then. But now the comparisons could take place. And so Indian football suffered in all this and then finally came the nineties when you started with the internet, more information, you had satellite television coming in and satellite television brought premiership Premier League, which is a great brand, very attacking football. So a new generation of Indian fans grew up on Manchester United. Real Madrid, Barcelona, Arsenal, Wenger, Ferguson, they were larger than life, there was non-stop information about them. While star football remained regional, newspaper coverage declined, English newspapers stopped reporting, uh, except etc. on Indian football. So all these factors led to a decline.
0: I mean if you take about Indian football, uh, we started our National Football League, if I am not wrong, in the 1996 season and then we rebranded it 10 years later to I-League and then, as it seemed like, it started to take off with Bangalore FC coming by in the early part of the 2010s. Uh, AIF have introduced the Indian Super League and then there this clashes between ISL and I-League. So, do you think like, this clash has actually done more harm than good for Indian football.
1: <laughs> Very difficult, it is my concern is that it has led to a division, which is unfortunate. Arm or gold has been judged but but uh, it is needlessly led to a hierarchy, a type of a apartheid system. Uh, it is not a healthy development. We have asked a few people playing football, uh, whatever the figures may claim. Just wearing a messy in Mahmoud, being pointed to an academy doesn't mean you are a serious footballer. Yes. These are just military aspirations who, you know, want to be part of a civilized elite, and they wear a jersey so we of their favorite clubs and attend academy. State leagues are dying. The pool of which to select is declining. There are positives the ISL has is done, as, as it's been often mentioned. It has brought Indian football onto the major narrative. You know, in Europe, people are aware that India play football. Yes. And when I used to go to the World Cup in the 80s and 90s, uh, people would often argue to play football. If India was seen as a cricket country and good in hockey. All you at the underpinnings and we Gamble and tennis. Nobody knew different for anything in sports. So, uh, you know, that it is positive. Uh, there is, you know, better quality foreign coaches and players coming. The best part of IFL is that the Indian players get paid well. Yes. There are now more hardship stories than what the players of the past. Like Sayyidna being an all-time great player and coach. We can only have a scooter, as we call this my best friend. We can't afford a car also. Every 21-year-old in the ISL now has the biggest fashionable car. The big people like Gurkut and all the two-two-three-three cars. So the lifestyle is improved. They go for holidays in Europe. Those days the holidays were in Chibla, Daging, nobody could afford another holiday. So that way there is more economic security. The players are more aware of what to eat, what to rest, fitness, nutrition. All that is better. Grounds are better. But long term, there is no clear-cut solution. And India is a continent. It's not a country. You can't have 10, 12, or maybe 14 countries. They are clubs representing the whole country. That is the unfortunate thing. I shall see people don't talk to ID, ID. uh,
0: I mean, so with the roadmap which AFC has provided for the 2024-25 season, the main thing that has basically concerned me is that um, the next year they will promote whoever they want if they can pay the franchisee fee and by 2024-2025 season... Uh, the ISL will be probably not more than 14 teams, but do you think like in a huge country like India, where we have 1.3 billion people, 14 clubs in the top division are enough? I think more than enough, I would put 10
1: or 12. Okay. Because, India is not only okay. for the ISL. ISL nobody pays and free passes. Yes. When Delhi Dynamo, I used to be given because I was also a professor at Delhi University, people who give me 1,000 passes during your school. Nobody buys tickets in ISL, 62 million even in the so-called where, where, Kerala, where 20, 30,000 seventy eighty percent have been given free passes. So, you can't sustain it. You can't sustain. This is a myth. India has to forget. That is why that whole structure, see our problem is also a colonial hangover. Everything a white man says we consider as gospel. No doubt Europe is the most developed in football. But Europe is also tiny. Each country is tiny. That structure suits them. I, I still feel that whole structure Buran, Rovers, IFC, the Federation Cup, Santos Trophy. It's much more useful because all over India people came and did uh, clubs from all over India came. Yeah, back and
0: in the days, it, Back in the days, we used to have all these tournaments and it was good to see like hmm. every team playing in those tournaments and in some of the tournaments there are like different teams which participated hmm. and there are so many trophies and the fans always looked forward. Okay, we doesn't matter, we didn't win the Durant Cup, we will look forward to Rovers Cup and try to win it, but now, like, the Federation Cup is also gone, there is only the I-League and the ISL. That is the
1: biggest problem that you see my whole concern is FSDL consists of marketing and it is no AFC roadmap, it is a compromise. Yes. F S B L. there were three S B L members and one from AIFL. That means, who's calling the shots? Yes, actually, there were three people in that meeting. There was only the secretary, Kushal Dhan. There were three people from FSBL. They were arm twisting, whatever they wanted, they've got. As a little bit of scraps, they've given these little shots to the ID club. So, this whole idea that there were tournaments all the last year, Kerala started in, before the monsoon came, March, April, May, then you moved to the state league, then Shield, and it went on. People played. Now, I, lead, because economically, or whatever you call it, these are just names. Because National Football League first, then it became I-League, and I became Every 10, 12 years, you change the name. You change the name of your son or daughter. The characteristics will remain the same. Yes. You may call, you know, just switch the name from Dina to Gurkhuni to it is not going to make any difference. The person remains the same. So if we name it something else, it, uh, w- what 30 clubs have closed down in India, nobody talks about that. From 2011 to 2019, <laughs> it goes down on downsides like impossible Salgaunkar and the uh, smoking club. people aren't smoking close from Over 25-30 tournaments have stopped existing. So where will the people of India play current players? Don't play more than 15 or 20 matches. How can you develop in any profession if you work only for 15-20 days? You would be 3rd in your profession to that quota. Football is as a result against Bangladesh, show. show They outclassed us at Calcutta. They were unlucky not to win 3-1. They are 83 places below us in the whole ranking.
0: <laughs> so Bangladesh played a lot so we are better football.
1: Much better football. They should have won minimum 3-1. Minimum 3 and that was when we had 61,000 people supporting them. We may go through this World like of qualified group without winning a single match. Bangladesh played, I do not see India beating the Madhaka. Afghanistan may also be tough. Where is the development? After spending millions, you know, this is the easiest group India could have got. Yeah. I mean, when I saw the group, I thought it was probably, you know, fixed, but I presume it's not. Two South Asian countries, Qatar, which is disinterested, they go not play the World Cup anyway. We have only one opponent, command. And Steve will probably end up fourth without winning a match. So Kunder Singh in 2001 for the World Cup qualified was a national coach. He barely 10 days to train a team. We beat UAE, which was ranked 60 places ahead of us. Hori Michel, the great French coach, was their coach. They trained in Belgium, Poland. Lots of European countries. We beat them one nil We had two other wins against Brunei. We drove with Yemen at home and abroad. We just lost one match. Here in three matches, we are in two home matches. Uh, we have just one point. So, you know, where is the progress? Vindar Singh did much more in 10 days. Uh, of course, because the uh, calibre of
0: players was better. Prakash, Singh, Mahesh, Deepak Mongal. Now, that calibre is not there. I mean, I saw, like, the 11 players who played against Bangladesh. The first thing is, like, a few of them have played in Kolkata. And they couldn't take the pressure of the Bagan and the East Bengal crowds in their playing days in Calcutta. And half of them didn't, didn't even play in Kolkata. And they, they don't know what it means to play in front of a fanatical crowd, I will say.
1: The entire team except Gurti Chandu and Sunil Shethri, who played briefly in Calcutta. And Gurti Chandu was always uncomfortable. And that showed over there. He did not pick any of the... I did think he should have played Pritam Kotal instead. Who has the experience of playing... Who has played for Monbaran two seasons and had the experience of playing in front of passionate supporters. So, those were major mistakes by the national coach. He was probably not advised Okay. Anna said that Tokyo has also played but he has come out of retirement. Yes. So, if the players are not to blame, the IFL is no relegation or promotion. Yes. So, ultimately there is no pressure. The Kolkata clubs were great in the 60s, 70s, because when you played for Montmagand, you know, it's was always been like playing for Real Madrid or Barcelona, you were to win every match. Otherwise, the supporters got behind you. Then Bagan lost that famous high official 5-0. Oscar Ranguli, who then from Montmagand, Tashun Dandi, so what a, they They couldn't go home till midnight, you know, because of the anger of the supporters. The police had to rescue them. They were okay. hidden somewhere. So, the, 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 don't, uh, the ISL players, Indian players, don't, uh, get that pressure. Other important thing is that up till now, ISL used to have seven foreigners who used to play amongst themselves. Indians were only wing back Even now in Kerala Blasters, uh, Rane, who's a mid-fielder, is played as a wing back. Uh, Michael Susaraj is played as a wing back. Mahmoud Rao Desai, who started as a winger, is now wing back or midfielder. So Indians only play in on the side. The spine of the team is always foreigner. So we don't know how to take responsibility. So, that is the problem. Nobody's thinking about football. They are thinking about money and lead. They're all football all over the world. Clubs lose money. Unless you have a, you know, some business Tycoon or Magnet or some benefactor from the Middle East like Manchester City or ah. Paris and Clubs don't, football is not a profit-making uh, business. There is no thinking of development of football and uh, Indian, is, uh, Indian football, I consider stagnant.
0: So like at this current point of time, I mean, one thing we both can be clear about is AIFF Although it is the head organization of Indian football, it doesn't own Indian football and FSGL is the one who calls all the shots because they have three members in the AIFF committee and so but what do you think is the way forward for Indian football for here, from here if they want to get things back on the right track? A- AIFF
1: situation is like Babusha for the last mobile encounter. He will just by name and emperor, East India Company called the shots. that is what the ISIS is like. FSDN dictates them. Because they are paying the money. Yes. They are bringing in money to Indian football, they are paying the money, but right from the beginning, AIF should not have surrendered their sovereignty. You know, history keeps repeating itself whether in politics or sport. See, uh, BCCI controls talk it, it is a much bigger and than I S L ever will be, because the best players in the world played the IPL, but DCGI controls it.
0: Yes.
1: Then, uh, no franchisees allowed more than four foreigners. Why didn't listened? listen? Uh, the AFC rule is uh, that... Uh, in, uh, see, why do AISL clubs do badly in Asian competition? Because there you have to follow AFC rules, only four foreigners, one has to be a nation. Yes. So there they are the same as the elite club. And what was there in a group last season, which had a club from Bangladesh, Nepal, and Indian uh, uh, Minerva, uh, they were nowhere. They didn't even progress. So, where is this big hype of going forward and all? Now you can control social media and write anything. The way forward is simply AIFS has to reassert themselves, get technical people, not only think of marketing and money. You think of how football can be promoted and I keep saying forget these European models. Europe is a tiny country. We are obsessed with academy. We are obsessed with what every white man tells us. They come as teachers, the same as East India Company came. You have to find your own solution. There are no, there are no quick fix solutions in this. Technical people who understand India have to be in charge. Uh, uh, have to assert themselves. See, the English FAA, which has the greatest sponsorships in the world, when the FAA meets, they don't bring in all their sponsors in technical meeting. The sponsor doesn't decide who will be the national coach. Garrett Southgate wasn't picked because some, you know, rich person wanted Garrett's Southgate. Here they even dictate who the national coach will be. That is how Eroshimak has got it. Now Isaac Doru, who's come as a technical director, a very fine man, very experienced, he's constantly saying that this is ridiculous, the players are playing so, so few matches. Now they've started saying he's too troublesome. Because suddenly his little knowledge is very dangerous. People who look at international matches and read this, something on their laptops or phone, suddenly think that they are, you know, the fountainhead of knowledge. And the whole structure is around Indian football. I, an ISL team plays 18 matches in a year, uh, because they are 10 teams. So say an average player will play 14 to 15. If you are some match, you may see a low card injury. What, is, what else do they do? How can you develop? As a player, if you're playing 15 matches, that is what, I mean, the foreign coaches are aghast. Many of them don't say it because they've come here to make money. When you meet them, you know, what we call, uh, 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 quietly or, you know, in a a sort of, it's not to be quoted. And then they say, okay, the whole structure is wrong. That is what is wrong with Indian football. Our whole structure is wrong. What is the harm in restarting all those tournaments? Why not let institutional teams survive? We will provide stipend, employment. The better amongst them can go and become professionals. Everybody can't become a professional. India can't sustain so many. That is a myth. Bob Houghton called all these tournaments Mickey Mouse tournaments because he was an Englishman. Enbo Dawkins is a great coach. I consider him one of India's finest coaches. I don't take anything away from that. He was the most practical man and should have been allowed to continue. But he didn't understand that he did the Santosh Trophy is India's most important tournament because all the states play. The Santosh Trophy is equivalent of our of the DSA Champions Championship or the Europol League, where the whole of Europe takes part. Yes, yeah. every state plays. Small, Northeast states cannot sustain big clubs you just to pay twelve crores a year. We are living in dreamland, cuckoo land, head in the clouds. We have no idea of what Indian football is. In a state like Uttar Pradesh or Madhya Pradesh, which has no football background, how can they suddenly develop a franchise? The Delhi experiment was a failure. I predicted it right from 2014. It was a complete failure. There were not even 1,000 people watching it last year, despite free passes. Two clubs in IFL have already closed down. They may just may polish it up by saying they've gone to Orissa and Hyderabad. Pune and Delhi have failed, basically. And even more will fail. So, we have no, we have just, it will become a, a party system. We want to close down the ID clubs. Where will the support, the, you know, the, supply line come from. It is the Aili clubs like Minerva, Gokulam, Aizwal, Shilong, Lejong who train young players. Yeah, I shall just keep talking about all these, these development and all which is mostly on paper.
0: Yes. It was nice speaking to you sir and I mean like I didn't know so much about Indian football and it was like very good to have so much knowledge Early in the morning, it is like right now, 8 huh. eight a.m. here. Ah, that's true, in India it is 8 a.m. Yeah. here. Yeah. But, yeah, the facts you have pointed out, true. and uh, thank you for giving us your insights on Indian football on this show. We hope to have you sooner again. Yeah. Thank you.